Support for this episode comes from, well, you. Here's what I mean. I recently launched a Patreon campaign. What's Patreon? Well, it's kind of like Kickstarter. You go to the page and choose to pledge a few dollars each month. Those dollars go towards helping me continue to do the show each day, and in return, you get special gifts like direct access to me and early updates about the brand. So there's absolutely no pressure, but if you enjoy listening to this show every day, then I ask you to check out the page at www.gregclunas.com support. Support levels start at just $1 per month, so if you think this show is worth something, then check out the page at www.gregclunas.com support and become a part of making this show as awesome as it can be. In this episode, I talk about expectations and how it affects our ability to be happy. But don't set your expectations too high because you are now listening to Tiny Leaps, Big Change. <laughs> Today's song is Hellcat by Desmion, and I chose it because it uses some really cool sounds, has a phenomenal rhythm, and is an overall pleasure to listen to. Check out the artist, and let's get into the show. Welcome to another episode of Tiny Leaps, Big Changes, where I share simple strategies you can use to get more out of your life. My name is Greg Clunas, and I recently read an article on the BBC website titled The Strange Psychology of Expectations, and it was honestly fascinating. The article is an exploration of how expectations can cause us to feel less joy and pride for what we have and our accomplishments. I'm going to read the article for you, but I want to make sure it's perfectly clear that this is not my work. The article was written by Sidney Finkelstein, and it was published on March 6th, 2014. So all credits should be directed to her. I've linked to the article in the description for this episode. Ready? Everything I say from here on out will be directly from the article. When Facebook announced its astounded $19 billion takeover of 55-employee WhatsApp, entrepreneurs in Silicon Valley and other tech startups around the world were shocked. In no time, however, that shock turned to envy as founders with impending IPO valuations of just $2 billion started to feel much less impressed with themselves. In a flash, what once seemed so great somehow began to feel depressing. Is that what has become of entrepreneurs in the modern era? Not exactly. We all are prey to precisely the same logic, regardless of what we do for a living. We constantly reassess how we are doing in life relative to our expectations and the expectations of others. There is no such thing as objective performance. Instead, we regularly engage in a social comparison process that weighs our performance relative to benchmarks. Our going-in expectations also sway how much we enjoy movies and books, how we evaluate the quality of products, even how we evaluate how well our workplace adapts to change. 
Yet some of the most successful people and organizations in the world are those that embrace surprise. Embracing rather than fearing the unexpected is a key to really getting ahead, as well as being smarter and more adaptable. The downside to expectations. To see how those set expectations can poison an experience, let's start with cars. New owners of the Mini Cooper are now rating the once chart-topping car near the bottom of the league table, according to the latest J.D. Power survey results. How could that be? It turns out that the very success of the Mini created huge demand from people who previously owned only larger cars. Those people, the new owners now being surveyed, have found themselves surprised at how tiny the Mini really is. Compared to what these owners were used to, the Mini was a disappointment. Movies are much the same way. Many times I've been hyped up for a movie only to see it and wonder what the fuss was about. On occasion, I've actually been angry after the fact about the stellar reviews that preceded my viewing. In those cases, I was an even harsher critic of the film than if I had gone in without preconceptions. It's not just me. In a study of books that either won or were shortlisted for prominent book awards between 2007 and 2011, reader ratings actually went down after the announcement of the awards, even though more people bought those books. Could it be that many of us hold award-winning books to higher standard, and if we find them lacking, we come down hard on them? Prisoner of the Past The power of history and expectations also plays out in the C-suite of top companies. For instance, why is it that incumbent firms are often slow to adapt to big changes in their marketplace? No doubt arrogance and complacency play a role, but it might also be that leaders in these companies believe they are making big changes because relative to their expectations for how the business is supposed to be run, they have adjusted. Companies less beholden to past expectations and assumptions, startups or companies from outside the industry, do not suffer from this self-imposed constraint and tend to be much more aggressive in adapting to change. This is a big insight into why leaders struggle with change and points out how each of us may be unavoidably captive to our past. Another reason firms are slow to adapt? Fear of surprise. Companies are particularly attuned to anything which might jar their reliance on expectations. How they handle a shock is also tied to their frame of reference. We are attuned to surprise because we usually face so little. People have a remarkable ability to become accustomed to whatever becomes the norm in their lives. We move to a new house. We're thrilled beyond belief for a time, but then inexorably, we fall into our routine, which includes going home to the same place day after day. Happiness researchers have noticed this for years, coming to the somewhat depressing conclusion that the positive feelings that arise when we get new stuff all too quickly dissipates. Takeaways. For managers, there are three important takeaways. First, focus on surprises, large and small, for the information it can reveal about what we are doing. The great management scholar Henry Mintzberg once said that managers should only pay attention to the unexpected. Imagine how much free time would open up if we really followed that advice. Second, unexpected events or outcomes are not necessarily bad. Of course, it's hard for most people to consider that as true since our desire for stability and certainty can be overwhelming. And maybe that's why our brains have adopted accelerated depreciation schedules for even happy events like that new house. So rather than attack surprises with everything we've got so they go away quickly, we should assess the unanticipated for what it might reveal. Yes, even when things don't go to the way we planned, it can still be valuable for what it might teach us. 
Finally, there's also value in monitoring the volume of surprises that emerge at work. For example, while you might want to pat yourself on the back, if few unforeseen events crop up, it might be because your expectations are too low. I don't want to lead a team where everyone meets their targets all the time, because it almost certainly means those goals are too modest. The point. Don't fool yourself into believing all is well when it might not be. Monitoring the volume of unexpected events, surprises, is one way to calibrate real performance. How we react to the unexpected, the surprises in life, may well have a lot to do with our success and our happiness. Whether we're going to the movies or leading a business or being unwilling to let a $19 billion payday for a social networking startup take us off our game. Now, I highly recommend you give this one a read for yourself and take a look at some of the resources she used throughout. This, of course, focused a little bit more on management practices, but as she mentioned, this is valuable for all of us in our day-to-day lives. How many unexpected situations are we dealing with? How much are we positioning ourselves to only experience what we already know can happen? Ask yourself these questions and perhaps you might find in it some truth that may help you improve your own situation. But what do you think? Does this sound familiar to your own life at all? Reach out on Twitter and let me know. That's it for episode 92. Thank you for listening. And if you like the show, please remember to leave a rating and a review as well as to hit subscribe. If you think Tiny Leaps is a good show and want to show your support, it would mean the world if you went to www.gregclunas.com slash support and made a small donation. Pledges start at just $1 per month and each level comes with cool bonuses to make it worth your while. So head over to www.gregclunas.com slash support and become a part of making this podcast as awesome as it can be. Until tomorrow, I've been Greg Clunas. And remember, all big changes come from the tiny leaps you take every day. Like a hell cut. Hell.